It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. If so, please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 88, Leadership Gold, Don't Manage Your Time, Manage Your Life. So I know it's it's been just a little bit since we have done any of those because we have a lot of other stuff going on. And so I'm happy and excited to get back into this one. If you listen to last week's episode on my birthday gift to you, this is the chapter that it comes from. I'm not going to read that passage again. If you want to, if you didn't check that out, you can go back to the previous episode from last week and then listen to it. I spent a lot of time talking to shop owners about time blocking and managing their time. Maybe that's not the right thing to say or the right way to say it. And so what John Maxwell talks about is managing your life. So that's what this week's episode is going to be. Don't manage your time, manage your life. And here we go. These are my notes uh, from the chapter when I took the class and then the ideas from the chapter. So first of all, you have to have a change in perspective. Time is an equal opportunity employer. Everybody gets the same 24 hours a day, no more, no less, but not everybody gets the same return on their 24 hours. And I want you to think about that. Second, there's really no such thing as time management. The term, the term, I guess, is an oxymoron. Uh, time cannot be managed. It cannot be controlled or manipulated in any way. It goes on no matter what you do. Same as if you have a meter in a taxi, it keeps running whether you're moving forward or standing still. Again, everyone gets the same number of hours and minutes every day. Nobody, no matter how shrewd, can save minutes from one day to spend on another. No scientist, no matter how smart, is capable of creating new minutes. Even with all of his money, Bill Gates can't buy additional hours for his day. And even though people talk about trying to find time, you know, you have to quit looking. There isn't any extra time laying around. 24 hours is the best any of us is going to get. You can't manage your time, so what can you do? You manage yourself. It's a personal thing. It's like it's like having a diet. It's also like the auto shop profits. You know, if you have a bigger plate, you're just going to eat more, so you have to do a better job of managing yourself. Nothing separates successful people from unsuccessful people more than how they use their time. Most successful people understand that time is the most precious commodity on earth. And when you get to a point and you're you're working and you're billing for your time and you are, you know, you only have so much. And as a result, the people that are in that position know where their time goes. They continuously analyze how they're using their time and they ask themselves the question, am I getting the best use out of my time? Even though most people would acknowledge that time is finite, I think the majority of people don't really understand its value. There's a book uh, written by Charles Spazzano uh, called What to Do Between Birth and Death, The Art of Growing Up. And he says, you don't really pay for things with money. You pay for them with time. In five years, I'll have put enough away to buy that vacation house we want. Then I'll slow down. That means the house will cost you five years or one twelfth of your adult life. Translate that dollar value of the house, the car, anything else into time, and then see if it's still worth it. That was a big thing for me, big enough for me that when I reread this, I had an asterisk in here, I think, to do it when I first worked on it. I just ordered the book like a couple hours ago when I was redoing my notes for this. Good leaders cannot be bad self-managers. People squander their time when they do things that bring them little or no positive return. 
that's bad enough when followers do it because they waste their lives and squander their potential. But when leaders do it, they not only hurt themselves, but they squander the potential of other people. If you're out there looking for ways to increase the value of your people, you can't squander the time. People who manage themselves poorly often are guilty of the following three things. Number one, they undervalue their uniqueness doing what others want them to do. Poet Carl Sandburg said, time is the most valuable coin in your life. You and you alone will determine how that coin will be spent. Be careful that you do not let other people spend it for you. When you're in a leadership position as a leader, you know, I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact. And don't you want to make an impact? Number two, they ruin their effectiveness by doing unimportant things. Uh, Henry David Thoreau wrote, it is not enough to be busy. The question is, what are we busy about? How do you judge whether something is worthy of your time and attention? So there's a formula that he has in the book with a three-step process on how, how do you judge where you spend your time. And step one is rate the task in terms of importance. Critical is five points. Necessary is four points. Importance, three points. Helpful is two points. Marginal is one point. Step two, decide the task's urgency regarding when it must be done. This month, five points. Next month, four points. This quarter, three points. Next quarter, two points. End of year, one point. And then step three is multiply the rate of importance times the rate of urgency. For an example, five being critical times four next month equals 20. And then what you do is you judge when you should complete the task according to the following scale. And you're going to grade these A, B, and C. A is anything that scores a 16 to 25 is a critical task to be finished by the end of the month. And so one of the things that I'll say is when Maxwell's going through his leadership and leadership classes, he talks about being ahead of the curve. And that's why he's saying finish by the end of the month. He's not saying anything now because the things that we are working on now, we should have identified as leaders a month ago. So you want to stay ahead, stay ahead of everybody else. B is 9 to 15. It's an important task to be finished by end of quarter. And C is 1 through 8, low priority to be finished by the end of the year. And again, we're planning a month ahead because we want to be looking forward. We don't want to be the person in our business that is only living day to day. This is what happens when we're talking about working in your business and not on your business. A leader that is working in their business is only concerned about the day to day and at most, he's a week ahead. A leader that's a leader slash owner that's working on his business is a month ahead of the curve all the time. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Back to number three on people who manage themselves poorly are guilty of the following three things. They reduce their potential by doing things without coaching or training. Anything worth doing is worth doing better, right? And training, coaching, 
or mentoring can make a huge difference in how productive people can can be with the time they have. There were some people from the University of Pennsylvania. They did a study on 3,200 companies. And what they found was that a 10% increase in spending on capital expenditures led to only a 3.8% increase in productivity. However, a 10% increase in spending for training led to an 8.5% increase in productivity. So if you want to make the most of your time, make the most of yourself. You know, find someone to help you improve your abilities and those of your people. Again, coaching and training. Uh, Zig Ziglar said, the only thing worse than training employees and losing them is not training them and keeping them. And this takes us back to the management. There's really an art to managing your life and making the most of your time. It's something that you have to grow into. I don't meet many people who start out life doing it well. Most people don't ever learn it, but those who develop it over time do really, really well with themselves and continue to grow. Life management begins with an awareness of time and the choices we should make to be a good steward of it. Those who have good time management skills, these are the bullets that are good stewards of that. They advance their overall purpose in life. This helps them grow. They underscore their values. This brings them fulfillment. Maximize their strengths. This makes them effective. Increase their happiness. This gives them better health. They equip and coach others. This compounds their productivity. That's a huge one. That's going to be like my number one on that list. They add value to others. This increases their influence. Again, all leadership values, they understand that there's no such thing as time management, just life management. If we get to the end of the chapter and we talk about our application exercises, here's the questions. Are you squandering your time? Review the things you're currently doing on a regular basis. Are any of them driven by others' inappropriate expectations for you? Are some things unimportant? Or is everything you're doing driven by your priorities and strengths? If it is not, you need to change what you're doing. If your current position or profession prevents you from making changes to your activities, then consider changing your position or profession. Number two, are you getting help where you need it? If you are doing important tasks, but you're getting no help or training to improve your performance, you're not managing your time as well as you could. Take some time to figure out what you need, training, mentoring, or coaching. Stephen Covey, if you know who he is, calls this process sharpening the axe. If you're working for somebody else and your employer is willing to help you get these things, great. If not, pay for them yourself. Improving your abilities in high-priority areas is always a good investment in yourself that will pay off in the long run. Number three, how do you decide how to spend your time? Um, What criteria do you use? Do you do whatever you feel like in the moment? Do you create a daily to-do list? I challenge you to plan your time more effectively and to do so further ahead, again, in advance, like next month. What are the things happening down the road? Consider the things you want to do in the coming month and the coming year. Then use the formula that we talked about earlier. I'm not going to go through it again. You can rewind it. And then once you come up with the formulas and then your priorities, then determine when the tasks should be scheduled on your calendar. And again, A is 16 through 25, critical tasks to be finished by the end of the month. B, 9 to 15, important tasks to be finished by the end of quarter. C, one through eight, low priority to be finished by the end of the year or eliminated. And then finally, the mentoring moment, if we're talking about working with other people, how much targeted training or coaching are you providing to your people? Again, when we're talking about our empl- making our employees' lives better, that's your job as an owner or a leader is to make sure that you're training or you're giving that coaching training to them. Think about the person that you're working with. Identify one specific skill-related area for each person you're mentoring where you will provide in-depth training or coaching. And again, 
I would love for you to do as much of this as possible, but if it's outside of your breadth and you need to know somebody or you know somebody else that can do it better, then hire somebody else to do it. Once you identify that, create a plan for that area and then schedule regular sessions where you pass on what you've learned or provide coaching sessions for them to do it. Your goal should be to make this person capable of replacing you in this area, right? As we move up the leadership ladder, we should always be pulling those other people with us. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching, reminding you that it never always gets worse, but sometimes it has to get worse to get better. Please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or give me a call, 940-400-1008. Time to rise and grind, everyone. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.